Thank you for joining me for another episode of I Am One. My name is Chris. I am your host, and I am one. I am one of you. I am a black man. I'm an American. I'm a human being. I also aspire to be better. I want to talk a little bit this evening. I'm going to be short and brief about community. I want to talk a little bit about being loyal to each other. I want to talk a little bit about togetherness as black people. Those who don't know, my channel is mostly about and for my people, black people. I saw on the news where an Atlanta rapper, I won't be mentioning names, was involved in a homicide of someone. It was a family member. It was a cousin. So basically, the way I read the story is that this rapper, his cousin, and a couple of other more uh, individuals who were involved went to another side of town to a rival uh, territory, start shooting up the spot. His cousin got hit in the head and leg. He sped off, and they stopped at a certain point, opened the door up, and kicked his cousin out the car and jetted. Now, no, number one, you just don't do a human being like that. Doesn't matter who they are. Number two, you definitely don't do a family member that way. And number three, you do not do a friend that way. You take them to the hospital. And if you want to sit them out at the hospital there, no problem. It's, it's still dastardly, but it's still ugly, but... It's still the right, the wrong thing to do, but it's a lot better than dumping that person off in the middle of the street like garbage. Later on down the road and beforehand, they always want to rap about, uh, you know, I control things. I'm shot caller. You know, I'm, I'm a man. You need to be like me, blah, 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 blah. But that's not what men do, brother. Men don't do that. First of all, real men don't join no gang. Why you need, why do you need, a whole bunch of guys around you for you to stand tall as a man. You don't need that. That's lame. That's lame-o stuff. That's weak business. And it has nothing to do with muscle structure. It has everything to do with mental structure. That's some weak business. Secondly, you do not drive to a spot and start shooting up the spot just because a rival gang is there. You don't, you don't drive up let down the windows or drive up, jump out the car, start shooting, jump back in the car, roll out. You got beef? Stand tall as a man. Hey, you go up to him, say, hey, excuse me, uh, my man. I need to holler at you about a little something. I'm in disagreement with it. If y'all throw hands, y'all throw hands. Y'all pull steel, y'all pull steel. That's what men do. We don't jump out of moving cars. Or we don't do drive-bys. That's that sissy business. That's that lame business. A bunch of lames. Talking about they're tough. They ain't tough. Tough guys don't do that. As Mike Tyson would say, tough guys don't last. So if you think you're tough, you're not going to last. Real men have a problem with another man. He take it to that man. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, brother. I have a disagreement. With what you with what you did or what you said, 
and you hash it out. You don't do no drive-bys. You don't do no, you definitely don't dump a human being in the middle of the road. Now, if you're so tough, if you're, if you're running the street so much, who's going to care if you got somebody shot or not? Take them to the hospital. Remember, you're tough. You're running things. So if you're tough and you're running things, nobody's going to question you about how this person got shot in the head. They'll take that person into the hospital. They'll admit him. They'll treat him. And they'll be like, hey, who brought him in? Oh, him? Oh, we're not going to question him. He's tough. He run things. Yeah, no, no questions for you, sir. Go home. Be careful. That's not how it works. And they know that. But yet they still have this lingo coming out their mouth of, I run things. I'm a shot caller. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a boss. You don't own a business. You have no employees, but you're a boss. You know what that sounds like? Female business. Women talk like that. I'm a boss. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm that bee. I'm, you know, I run stuff. You know, you're a boss. You don't own a business and you don't have any employees. So how is it possible that you're a boss? Yeah, that's what lame females talk. The, the, our sisters out here who, who've been indoctrinated with, you don't need a man. They, oh, I'm a boss. Boss of what? You ain't your boss of your own vagina. You got three kids by three different dudes. What are you a boss of? So back to the brothers. You don't dump a family member in the middle of the street. You don't dump a friend in the middle of the street. You out doing uh, goon business. You out doing street business. You don't dump your friend in the street. Stand up. Hey, it just, this didn't work out. Let's drop the homie off at the hospital. We'll reconvene somewhere else, and we'll talk about it. You don't dump them. And, and that is something that in our community is running rampant. Lack of accepting responsibility. Lack of standing tall. Lack of being a real human being. Having compassion for another human being. I have to admit, I need more compassion for people, but mine is a little different. If you're homeless or... If you're living on the street and let's say you make X amount of dollars a day begging, let's say $50 a day begging for money and you get it, $20 of that money goes to alcohol or cigarettes. I don't feel sorry for you one bit. You're exactly where you need to be, rock bottom. As a matter of fact, I think you can go further down the rabbit hole. That's just me. He said, well, you lack compassion. No, I lack the lack of common sense. Common sense being, how did you get in a situation to begin with? Well, you know, he lost his job. You don't become homeless because you lost your job. I've been fired from several jobs. Two days later, got another job. Never been homeless a day in my life. Stand up and be a man to your faults. You got have, you have an alcohol problem. You got a drug problem. That's why you're homeless. Cool. Stand up to it. Hey, look, man, I'm begging for money, but, you know, be honest with you, I'm going to take this money and go buy some liquor. I'm going to take this money and go buy some crack, some meth, some marijuana, whatever. You know, whatever it's going to take for those who are addicted to try and forget 
what happened or what is currently happening. But when you sober up, guess what? It's back. So why go through all that? Stand up as a man. You went to do street business. Someone was murdered. Someone was hurt real bad. And you're too dumb to realize that there are witnesses. And that's exactly what happened. There were two witnesses that saw the entire thing. There are two witnesses who saw them kick the guy out of the car and left him for dead. So they can't go to the police and say, hey, uh, how'd these bullet holes get in your car? Oh, man, we know we was just driving along and, uh, man, we, people just start shooting. We don't know what happened. We don't, we don't know where the bullets came from. Let's be clear about it. This isn't about being a man is founded upon how physically tough you are. That's, that's not what this is about. It's about the mental toughness, the mental dexterity, muscles of muscles. Right? Arnold Schwarzenegger was a multiple championship bodybuilder. He was the biggest, he was the strongest, blah, blah, blah. That was 40 years ago. Look at him now. He's, he's, he's whittled down to his actual self. Uh, he no longer has that buff build. It's flab. There's, there's signs of age. So it's not about the physical. You can be a strong man, stand-up guy in your 70s. But as long as you're strong, a strong man and a stand-up guy mentally. As a people, we've been mentally conditioned. And it hadn't got as bad, it hadn't got bad enough for me to say brainwashed. I'm going to say mentally conditioned. One, to not trust each other. And I covered that in my uh, previous podcast. Two, to try and overpower each other. If you go back to the movie uh, Django, there was a scene where the slave owners had two black men fighting. Swole buff brothers. Swole. Fighting. Almost to the death. And the guy who won, they actually gave him a beer or something. It's like, you know, hey, you, you, you did good, boy. Here, here's something to drink. While they're over there laughing, they're, they gave this guy a prize, so to speak. And next to the him on the ground was another black man clinging to life. Instead of two strong, buff black men overtaking two puny-ass white guys who have everything to lose, they themselves have nothing to lose, but have everything to win as far as uh, freedom or independence. And instead of two black men coming together and say, hey, we're not animals, and we're definitely not here for their amusement, let's go over there to the white guys and kick their ass. Let's stomp on them. Instead of doing that, we're going at it, going at each other like we got no sense. So let's, let's cut that out, coming to the point to where we destroy each other. Off top, a white guy can come up to a group of black people, cuss them out, N-word, whatever. And it, it just, it, it's, almost, it's almost like something you see in Walt Disneyland. It's almost magical, but it's an evil magical. A white guy can come along, call you this, 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 and that, two or three black people there, expect nothing to happen to him, and here's the magical part. 
Nothing does happen to him. Nothing happens to him. There's no recourse. He gets to say and do whatever he wants. Let's go to the story uh, that I heard the black guy in, I don't know if it's Atlanta or where it's at, they had the restaurant. He served, he served food and they had light music there. No, no uh, hard, loud, hardcore band, anything like that. It was a restaurant. He served food. He had light music. And the sister was standing up against the guy's wall on his, on his furniture with heels on twerking in a man's restaurant. And he came up to her and said, look, get the hell down off my furniture. I work too hard to open up this business. I work too hard to get the things that I want. I work too hard and made too many sacrifices for you to come up here and twerk and stand on my furniture like, like this is the nightclub. And he told him that. Now, he, he, he may have had some little uh, uh, expletive words in there. Fine. Spill it out. Cool. I'm cool with it. Matter of fact, I would have just dog cussed them out. But the ladies, instead of getting on the one that was standing on the guy's uh, uh, furniture, twerking on the wall, instead of said, hey, sister, get down from there. That's, that, that's not right. You, what you're doing ain't right. This brother has worked hard to get this restaurant started as his business. We want to support him properly. Instead of doing that, they want to be mad at the guy for telling her off. They want to be mad at the owner for cussing her out. They think it's okay. But here's, here's the part that makes me mad. It's not just that. That makes me upset. Here's the part that makes, that makes it worse. They wouldn't do a white man's uh, restaurant like that. They wouldn't go to Whitey's. Mm-mm. No. See, they know better. They've, they've, they've been taught better. You clown here with your own people. But when it comes when come to white folks, you better be on your best behavior. And, and that's the part that upsets me the most. Lack of respect, lack of trust in each other. I open up a restaurant. I'm a black man. I have a business. I expect you, my patrons, my brothers and sisters, my black people, I expect you to be on your best behavior accordingly. But you come to my restaurant, stand on my furniture, twerk. Yeah, this isn't going to end well for you at all. This isn't going to be uh, the, 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 the happening thing. You see how we, we're into the condition to bring each other down. So you, you've got to, you've, as a man, you've got to stand on and say, hey, you know, he, he didn't do anything to me. So why would I attack him? Why would I go at him hardcore? When the people who really do things to me have zero recourse. We don't go at them hardcore. We, we, go, at them, we, go, we go at them softy top. Ice cream soft. Soft, soft, soft serve aggression. First thing to come out of a black man's mouth towards another black man, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We're in the same boat. We started at the same. Whether we work our way up, sometimes that, that, that doesn't even out. Sometimes on the left, he's higher uh, on coming up in his life, on his paper, on his game, on his business, than the person on the right. But we all started rock bottom. We all started at the same place. We represent about 13% of the population, 13 to 15% of the population in the United States. 
but we only control 2.4% of the wealth. Why are we fighting amongst each other? We don't even have anything. The sole purpose of going to war is to make a gain. There is nothing to gain here. Absolutely nothing. We don't own anything. We don't control anything. We don't make or control any consumable products, uh, uh, food, uh, medicine, nothing, absolutely nothing. But we're always at war with each other. And the people who do own and control these things are the very ones who are trying to kill us every chance they get. But they get a pass. I want to go to war with this guy that looks just like me, that has exactly what I have, fundamentally speaking. Once you, once you get to a certain point, you are broken back down by the uh, uh, white society system. You're broken back down as the nig. Doesn't matter your education. Don't matter how much money you make. Don't matter what you do for a living. Nig. That's it. That's what you are. So why are we going to war with each other? How about flip it? How about be together? How about, hey, what kind of business do you say you got, brother? I have a restaurant. Cool. I'm going to make it my personal business to visit your restaurant at least twice a month. I'm going to make it my personal business to make sure that your restaurant has revenue coming to it. I want to see it grow. I want to see it thrive. I want to see it expand. I want you to have two or three restaurants. Have five restaurants. That's what we need to be doing. Not, oh, what's he got? Man, that's, that's a lick, man. Let's go, let's go get it, man. What? That's a lick. It's a lick. White folks do things right in front of your face. They say things right in front of your face. They shine right in front of your face. But they get a pass. They own and control 90% of the wealth in the United States. They only make up a small percentage of the population. I believe Caucasian people only make up 9%. Now look at the math. I remember graduating from the third grade. Look at the math. It's real simple. Okay. Black people, we're 12% of the population. Right? 12% of the population, we're working. You know, we're putting into the economy. 12% of the population. That's everybody. Now, you would think if you got 12% putting into the economy, that 12% should have the same match of wealth. Uh, but we don't. Well, that automatically tells you there's a problem. If you represent 12% of the population, you should represent the same amount of percentage of wealth. But we don't. And that's a problem. Caucasian people, smaller percentage than that, but they control 90% of the wealth in America. Figure that out with a calculator. Figure that out with a slide rule. Get yourself a mathematician, call them up. Say, can you figure this out for me? You are X amount percentage of the population, but you control 90% of the wealth? How is that? Mathematically, it's impossible. Mathematically, it does not make sense. So brothers, what we need to do, stand tall with each other. Stand shoulder to shoulder. You see, you see your brother going down the, the, the wrong side of the mountain? Or you see your brother doing wrong? He's going downhill instead of uphill? Hey, excuse me, bro. Um, no harm, no foul. I just want to let you know that's probably not a good idea. Uh, the after effects are going to be horrible. Pull them to the side. You may get rejected. You may have 
uh, one of the brothers say, you know, hey, man, I don't know. I ain't got to listen to you. I ain't got to do what you say. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Yeah, but yet and still, if you're a black man talking to another black man, you've been through the same thing. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. In some form or another, you've been through the same thing as this man. So, yeah, he knows. He knows what you're going through. He knows exactly what not to do because he's been through it himself. He's talking from experience. You're going to get people who are going to reject you. You're going to get, you're going to get people who are going to be, uh, you know, hostile. I, uh, I ain't your brother. Okay. If you're not my brother, then what are you? My sister? Now that's really going to start some problems. You can either be one of the two. You're my brother or you're my sister. Which one? Stand tall on them. Uh, take in uh, a, a youngster. Take someone on your wing. Take, take, get yourself a youngster. Hey, I'm going to show you the ropes. I'm going to show you the do's and don'ts. I'm going to show you how, how men really are supposed to react. I'm, I'm going to show you how men are supposed to think, how men are supposed to dress, how men handle finances and responsibility. Don't whip out your phone if you see a couple of brothers clowning or a couple of sisters clowning, whether they're clowning or they're fighting or whatever, and you want to whip out your phone and record it just to get hit on social media. You're doing a severe detriment to your own people. Pull them to the side. Hey, 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 hey. This ain't cool. And nine and a half times out of ten, they're fighting about dumb stuff. What are men fighting about? Power and control. Basically. Yeah, man, you, 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 you disrespected me, man. You don't disrespect me, man. But... Let the white guy with the badge on his shirt come around the corner and brothers start running. They start walking away. I've seen that. I was, I was standing at a spot once, uh, friends of mine, and we're conversating. Police car come around the corner. Some guys we didn't know, we just sitting there conversating. Oh, oh man, sh I'm going to hit y'all back later, man. I got to go. I'm like, well, you got, you late for an appointment, bro? I mean, Man, them folks coming around the corner. What What the hell are you running for? You hadn't done nothing. Haven't done a thing. White man come around the corner. He ain't even got to talk to you. He's just in the car. Start running. Black man come around the corner. You want to fight him. Just because he got them J's you wanted. And you think they fit. You think, oh, man, you know, I really ain't got the bread for that. But if I go over and bust his head, I can get it. On the left hand, give it up. On the freebies. That is, that is, that's offensive that we don't uphold each other to a higher standard. Same with the sisters. We are, we are, we are fodder for social media. We portray each other in the worst ways possible. You got three or four baby mamas, two or three of them out there fighting. Fighting for what? We don't own or control nothing. People say, well, there's a war on drugs. Um, what we need to do on the war on drugs is we're going to tighten up, give stiffer, stiffer sentences, blah, 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 blah. So 60% of all drug arrests end up with the incarceration of black people. Okay, let's look at this. How did the drugs get into the country? Well, there's three ways that the drugs can get into the country. 
I know that you, you've probably seen these things about mules crossing over the Rio Grande coming to America and Trump wanted the wall, all that. That's a bunch of BS. BS. You can't, you can't put enough dope on the human being's back and walk them across the Rio Grande enough to answer for the amount of drugs in the United States. Let me tell you how drugs get into the States. It is, and it's not, by, it's not by mule. That's like one half of 1% of all drugs coming to America. Drugs get into America by boat, by plane, or by train. That's how they get into America. That's how drugs end up on the street. Boat, plane, or train. Let's take cocaine. Cocaine, basically, the coca plant cannot flourish in the United States. The coca plant is unable to pollinate or germinate in the soil that is found in the United States. It's more or less of a rainforest type plant. So where are the rainforest at? That are closely to the United States. South America. That's where they're at. That's where the cocaine is, uh, the coca plant is grown. That's where cocaine is manufactured. That's where it is packaged. And that's where it's shipped from. South America. So how did so much cocaine get to the States? Well, let's go to the plains. It comes in packages from South America, hidden into different little items here and there. It gets in the trains. You got uh, box cars that are that are loaded up in South America, uh, items that are made in South America that are made in, uh, you know, further uh, countries like Colombia. We have bananas coming from Colombia. Are those really bananas? Nobody knows. Then we have ships. We have ships all the time that are coming from South America to North America. They're loaded with, with, with drugs. They're, they're, they're packaged in the hidden area. But there's one thing for certain. There is no transatlantic airlines that is owned by black people. So we're not bringing in dope by way of plane. There are no transcontinental railroads that are owned by black people. So we're definitely not bringing in by train. And I found there's only one transatlantic shipping company that is owned by a black person. Transatlantic Shipping Company. And they don't come to the States at all. So how are the drugs getting in here? Plane, train, automobile. Well, they're not owned by us, but we're doing the majority of the prison time for drugs. So who's bringing it in? The same people who control 90% of the wealth in this country are bringing it in. Caucasian, those are the ones who are bringing it in. They're bringing it in, they're making all the profit, and we're doing it all the time. You read in the news where uh, a guy gets arrested, he's running from the cops, whatever. Oh, he, they found two ounces of uh, crack cocaine on him or uh, three ounces of powder cocaine, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's an automatic life sentence. It's not for personal use, it's for distribution. So the brother gets possession of narcotics with the intent to distribute, which is more time. If it was a small amount, it could just be possession of a controlled substance. But he's got three or four ounces of narcotic, and especially if it's bundled up in little, in little baggies, 
That's intent to resale. He's a drug dealer. He's a menace. There's a mandatory minimum, but we don't own any planes, trains, or automobiles. I'm sorry, planes, trains, or uh, transatlantic sh uh, shipping companies. We're not bringing it in, but we're doing it all the time. We've got to stand tall with each other. That's your brother. Help him out. Even if he gets mad, mind your business. That's cool. You did your part and let your brother know that what he's doing is not a good idea. That's your sister. Hey, sister, what are you getting mad and wanting to fight this other woman for? Because she was with your man. Your man came along quietly and was with her. Be mad at him. Sisters are fighting each other over some over some happenstance or, or one sister's fighting with another sister because she slept with her man. Well, ladies, let me inform you of a little something. If I consciously, purposely have sex with another woman, I done it at my own fruition. I volunteered. She said, hey, you know, I'm going to get naked here in a bit. It'd be nice if you was over here. Cool. I'm on my way. I chose to do that. She didn't have me at gunpoint. She didn't have me at knife point. I found out that she liked being naked, especially around me, and I was invited over for her to prove that. I called her bluff on it. Ladies, that's something I chose. What are you fighting with her for? Your problem is with the dude. And... If he's doing that, he ain't your man. He belongs to the streets. Just as the women have multiple dudes that they're sleeping with, they belong to the streets. Oh, I, I won't I have that you guy. Uh, for what? Just so he can pay bills? No, ladies. There's no sense in you fighting with the other sister. You need to stand tall with her and be like, okay, so we're having sex with the same guy. Well, I'm going to cut that out right now. Everybody needs to get away from it. Stick with your sister. Ladies, embrace each other. The only person that was wrong is him. He didn't tell her about you, and he didn't tell you about her. The fault is on the guy. My name is Chris. Thank you for listening. I am one. God bless.